So there's this song that has taken the world by storm. It has shot up to the top of the charts. It has done things I've never seen one single song do before. And it's called The Richmond North of Richmond. And it sparked a lot of political debate, a lot of solidarity amongst different groups. I don't want to talk about the lyrics. I don't want to talk about the politics. I want to talk about why I believe this song has shot up so much and resonated with so many people other than the lyrics. Like I said, not going to talk about the lyrics. I want to talk about the chords used in this song. I want to talk about the emotional music theory behind the chords, and I want to talk about the history. Because historically, even though this man is singing in a country way, these are not country chords. These chords have a long history in rock and alternative music, and the specific way that he uses them um, is very 90s. In the 90s, we had a huge wave of people using this chord progression here. I'll show you. I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours, minimum pay. What's in your head? In your head, zombie, zombie, zombie. Okay, so we have this sequence of chords, this loop of chords that is going on. We're in G major, but the key doesn't matter. It's all about the distance between the chords. In this instance, we're starting with E minor, C, G, and D. But what happens if we don't start on that E minor? We start the progression here. Just a small town girl Living in a lonely world She took a midnight train Going anywhere If I could Then I would Go There we go, the same four chords, same loop of chords, but we changed the entire emotional context and made it sound lighter just by changing which was the first chord that we played. So we started off with starting on the E minor, and then we switched to the G, but what happens if, say, we start on the C, for instance? You can stand under my umbrella. You can stand under my umbrella. 
And look, it's basically infinite. We could be here all day going through the different uses and how it's been used throughout history. That last one, umbrella, is more modern. The, there's more modern takes using these four chords starting on that chord. And what I'm trying to show you there is the emotional emphasis, depending on which chord that you start with and how these chords, when you put them together, have this overall emotional structure. In order to further explain that, we have to talk a little bit about emotional music theory. This phenomenon that I call the empathy progression is very much rooted in Western music theory. Now I'm going to try to explain it by replacing what I call dead white guy words. And I'm gonna skip over as much context that I can so that we're not here for several months. But essentially, this is all based around something that we call the major scale, the do-re-mi of it all, this. Now that scale can start on any note, it's just this distance where you start with the root note and then two notes up um, is a note that is in play, two notes up from that, a note up from that, two notes up from that, two notes up from that, two notes up from that, and then a note up from that is what we call the octave. And then it just repeats because that last note is the same as the first note, just an octave higher. Now within this scale, we can do this thing called creating triads, taking three notes and stacking them on top of each other. And we do that by skipping a note in the scale and then skipping the note in the scale again. So we can do one, three, five, and then two, four, six. And then we can keep doing that going up the scale. When we do that in the major scale, we get seven different chords. My partner Kirsten and I invented this thing called emotional music theory or form the philosophy of root motives. And we assigned a root motive, an emotional root motive to each chord. So it goes like this, love, longing, sorrow, hope, power, despair, and transition. That last chord, the transition chord, is rarely used in what we call chord progressions because it sounds kind of like a murder chord. Now, when we started on the one, this empathy progression, the one, five, six, four, is love, power, despair, and hope. And so when we went through the songs earlier, um, this is the one that's the more upbeat when we start in love. But if we start in despair, that is the progression that is used in Richmond, North of Richmond. So Richmond, North of Richmond is despair, hope, love, and then resolving on power. So it's this emotional loop that the songwriter is putting us on, starting with despair and then resolving in power and most songs that you hear using this chord, this chord progression that's what's going on lyrically in some way and look like the first half of that song i really love the second half of that song i do not love okay but i don't really want to talk about that what i want to talk about is like what how did this resonate because because you can't convince me um musically that it's just because the lyrics resonated there is much more power in music than just words 
And that's why I call this the empathy progression, because I think that there's something about not just this grouping of emotional root motives, but the way in which they flow together, that following despair is hope, that following hope is love, and following love is power, no matter which of those you start in. And what I find really interesting is that this chord progression, this grouping of these emotional root motives seems to be very uniquely modern and pretty uniquely American, although other countries have used it too. But what happens in the melting pot of America is that you have West Africans who are really focused on major one and four. You have Europeans that are very focused on a one and a six or a one and a five. And you have Native Americans, which are really focused on the minor one and the seven and the three. And all of this comes together to give us this focus on this grouping of these four chords. And it doesn't start with four chords, though. In the blues, it's mostly focused on the one, the four, and the five. And then we add the six. We add despair over time time as society, as modern society goes on. And so American music starts with this, this love, hope, power thing that is happening a lot and then moves on and adds despair. We get this emotional complexity that this song shows. And here's what's cool. Okay. <laughs> I think this is really neat. So we, we start with that one, four, five progression. I'll just play a little bit here. You know, a little Louis Louie sounding. You can hear the blues. You can hear American pop music um, start. But then what happens around the 40s or 50s um, is that that one, four, five does get the... Um, the six, the despair added, but it is not the empathy progression because it's not the same cycle of chords. It's not love, um, power, despair, hope. It's love, despair, hope, power. Like this. Do up, do up. Do up, do up. Do up, do up. Do up, do up. And so this kind of gives birth to this like rock and roll doo-woppy pop sound and look there's no first anything so it's hard to really document when this started happening it just started like morphing and changing but it, it is when you start to look at it you start to look at the one four five progression and adding in this six chord this despair this minor chord to counterbalance the three major chords that does seem to start to happen in a big way from the 50s to the 60s. And then on in the 70s, people start playing around with the arrangement of this these four chords. And this is specifically a pop phenomenon, a, a thing that happens in popular music. Music that resonates with the maximum amount of people. And I think that the reason that these four chords together has something to do with that emotional relationship between major and minor chords. What happens when you have three major chords and a minor chord? And when they're uh, all a whole tone away from each other? What happens? 
And why is that emotional impact different than, say, music from the Mediterranean or from Turtle Island or anywhere else in the world? Why are there these emotional differences? And why, when it happened in America, did it spread so much in the rest of the world where you hear these emotional concepts in music in all types of popular music all across the world? And are these rules just like written in the universe somewhere? Like what's going on, you know? And and weird hippie woo-woo people, uh, I call them spiritual colonizers, will try to tell you about frequencies and like it's all about like gotta be at this hurts and that hurts and yada yada yada. But it's it's not so concrete. Music is relative, and I think the universe is relative, and it's all about how we relate to different things. It is not about the specific frequency. It's about the relationships between different frequencies. It's not about higher or lower. It's about the repetition of relationships between things. And in science, we can start to see that. We can start to see that a galaxy and an atom look like the same patterns being repeated on different scales. And so maybe what makes an atom or molecule or universe or galaxy or person work is not a specific frequency, but rather a particular loop of relationship between things. So when we all tune in together to these songs that resonate with the maximum amount of people, it's not specifically about these frequencies, it's about a pattern of relationships. It's about the fact that as humanity grew up and evolved or whatever, in nature, there were certain sounds where the notes were very close to each other that represented things like a predator or a natural disaster. And we tended to avoid those things. But where our development of harmony and melody comes from is the fact that animals in nature, birds, if you hear a bird song, most likely you're in a safe space without predators or natural disasters. It's a signal that this is a safe space. So these certain chord progressions are signals to each other that this is a safe space to talk about things, to validate feelings, and maybe get it wrong along the way, but to provide a space to work this shit out. And that's what music is for. It's for working out our relational status in the ever-going loop of the universe. I hope you have a badass day, and I love you. This podcast was brought to you by the fucking world collapsing slowly, and it seems like people of a certain class aren't noticing, but you're noticing, right? I'm noticing. Shit's messed up. Anyway, thanks for listening, and I love you so much. 503-389-0476. You can uh, call and leave a message or you can leave a text if you're interested in song therapy or coaching or music lessons. Um, I, I really need some new people because <laughs> um, shit sucks. But um, anyway, thank you.